Welcome to this very special edition of the Left Behind Game Club. I'm your host, Jacob McCourt, and on today's show, we have a special interview with Carla Zamonja. She's one of the co-founders at the Fulbright Company, who developed Both Gone Home, our last game, as well as Tacoma, that comes out on August 2nd. We talk about what makes a great Pacific Northwest story, we gush over teen dramas, talk about the production of Tacoma, and what Carla is looking forward to playing most when the production of Tacoma is wrapped. Uh, let's get right into it. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. So I'm sitting here with Carla Zamonja. She is the uh, co-founder, story editor, and 2D artist um, at Fulbright. Uh, they have made Gone Home and Tacoma, which is coming out on August 2nd on Linux, Windows, Mac OS, and Xbox One. Uh, Carla, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi. I am so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit about you before I ask my first question. Uh, you worked at Turbine, Blue Fang Games, 2K Marin on Bioshock 2, Minerva's Den, and XCOM The Bureau. And um, I think you worked some other jobs before that in television, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. It's true. I worked on a couple seasons of Dr. Katz and the first season of Hope Movies. Great. So my my first question um, on our podcast, we played uh, Gone Home just a few weeks ago. Um, were you surprised by some of the success of your first game, Gone Home? Oh my God, yes. Yeah, totally. It was, um, for me, it was completely a surprise because I thought we were making, you know, it's a small, weird game and maybe some people would get excited about it, but I, I did not think that it would take off. I was just sort of assuming it would be a niche um, little, you know, tiny, tiny game with a tiny audience, uh, and turns out that's not the case. Um, something you guys did really well on the game, uh, is you really nailed young love. And we talked about that a lot when we, uh, when we podcasted about it. So I want to ask you how you came up with some of the in-game notes and the scripts that really brought that time in your life to life. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so one of the things that we are super rabid about in our studio is if we don't have experience with a thing, we um, try our best to do our research. And so on Gone Home, we did a lot of interviewing people who had gone through similar experiences. And, uh, you know, we read people's like live journals and um, we really tried to immerse ourselves in actual experiences people had had. Um, and then on top of that, uh, Steve met his wife, Rachel in high school and our 3d environment artist, Kate met her wife in high school and they're, you know, both of them are still together and have been for a long time. So they had those personal experiences to draw on and it's, it's a, it's a surprisingly, um, solid and, doable strategy to just research the hell out of things like that and then you get grounded believable life stories you know and uh, were there any tv shows i know that you spoke about personal experience but tv shows or movies that also helped uh you know build the plot the scripts yeah we watched the entire run of my so-called life <laughs> oh that's a great show <laughs> it's really good it's still good we i mean it's one of those things that it's not 
yeah, it's not in your brain for a long time. But then, we, yeah, we went back and rewatched it, and it is solid. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, we really liked it. So in addition to kind of nailing the young love, you guys are based in Portland. Um, so we really came to love the Pacific Northwest setting. You had, I'm sure, a great understanding of that setting when you wrote the story. Um, what do you feel the most important elements of a Pacific Northwest uh, piece of media are? Interesting. Um, so I am relatively new to the area. Um, I've only lived here uh, since I moved here to make gone home. So since 2012. Um, and yeah, that's interesting. Uh, so Steve, um, my story partner and co-founder, um, he lived here. He took, I think he did some college here and yeah, his wife is from here. Um, so I think he, he has way more experience with it and he has more, uh, time spanning experience. So like, yeah, I'm trying to think what, um, what I would pull out of that. I mean, I think that, uh, so I'm from, I'm from Boston and it is living here is, um, very different from living there, obviously. Um, but like one of the things that stands out to me is that people here are usually genuinely interested in other people and the friendliness level and the kind of openness is there. And so I would guess just off the top of my head that some of that would rub off on the settings. You just kind of expect people to be a little more forthcoming. Mm -hmm. I could see that fitting into the, um, into the story matrix, (laughs) (laughs) uh, conceivably. Um, and like also in gone home, we did, uh, we took great advantage of the rain, uh, and storm, uh, uh, what the hell am I trying to say? Uh, (laughs) the ambiance. Yes, that (laughs) exactly. Um, so Tacoma to move on to, to the game that's coming out, um, in August in, in just a few weeks, um, that is not in the Pacific Northwest. It's in space. <laughs> so what were your big inspirations uh, for Tacoma? Um, well, so originally when we were first conceptualizing it, um, it was still in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> it, was origi- it was originally set in Tacoma, Washington and uh, was going to be the story of a a uh, retired um, folk singer and who lived there. And we, we eventually realized that it was too close to what we had already made. And we needed, we needed to separate uh, some aspects further from, from that so that we wouldn't feel like we were repeating ourselves um, because you really do have to kind of keep things fresh for the team when you're working on a thing, um, let alone, you know, for the players. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So our inspirations were manifold, uh, because (laughs) yeah, so it's, well, there are many, um, it's because, so it's because it's a space station. Um, there's a lot of movies you have to look at, uh, that you have to, you know, assess whether, you know, even if you are not going to take elements directly, it's like you still have to know the, like the canon in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So, like two thousand and one, and which actually we um, took uh, some experience from physics wise. They have uh, the station that has the centrifugal slash centripetal uh, rotational um, 
habitable area and which uh, we are doing. Um, and also there's just kind of a lot of like well thought out um, interaction or uh, living in space aspects mm-hmm. in that movie, which is, yeah, it's really solid. And also the corporate branding is, is a good inspiration. Um, uh, Moon is good, uh, isolated in a space facility material. Um, let's see. And alien, of course, mm-hmm. uh, because, and especially like specifically the beginning, there is just when the spaces are just human habitable and, corporate designed but everyone's making do and everyone's from all different uh walks of life and they all have different jobs and like you know classes social classes and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and yet they all have dinner together and like chit chat and you know pass each other the salt and stuff and that (laughs) that was an enormous uh inspiration for us um it's just really satisfying to see that kind of stuff happen, but you'll definitely see uh, some markers from that when you play our game. Uh, I wanted to specifically ask you about the kind of augmented reality um, people that are in the game. Um, can you kind of describe how you settled on the design for those characters? What, what the inspiration was for how they looked? Because for me, that depiction was unique. Yeah. Um, so some of it uh, was, you know, born of necessity. Uh, we don't have the bandwidth or budget to do photorealism. Uh, but even if we did, there's something that changes about observing people and observing social interactions when that person seems more physically real or physically present. Um And we wanted to allow people, players, to feel as if they had permission to explore and to engage with these recordings. And it would have just been more awkward if they had been extremely realistic. Mm -hmm. So we settled on simplified, almost like, I don't know, mocap data or... um, what else is like that? You know, like like when you uh, when you use a connect or something, just yep. sort of it's yeah, it's simple view of where how your body is positioned, mm-hmm. um, and then that that kind of came together in a just real enough. And it's also very interesting because we got to be we we got to have a high level of fidelity with the animations because our animator Noel is terrific and um, having very uh, realistic and recognizable motion on some on a model that is more abstracted uh, is is a really interesting um, experiential <laughs> experiential thing, uh, and I, I feel like that is that's sort of part of our philosophy of allowing the player to use their imagination in a lot of parts of um, a lot of aspects of our games and it's like we give you a certain amount and then you use your imagination for the rest and i think that ties in pretty well 
to the AR figures. Mm-hmm. Um, with those AR figures, um, I believe all of them are voiced. Um, Sarah Grayson, who played the lead in Gone Home, who's also playing the lead in Tacoma, um, mm-hmm. she is very central to the plot of At Least Gone Home. Um, I want to ask, how closely tied are you guys to the voiceover recording process? Because so far, the stuff that you've done ha- has been phenomenal. Oh, yeah. We are. Um, do you mean uh, how involved are we? Yes. In the production. Okay. Oh, heck yes. Yeah. No, we do all that stuff. Um, we uh, with this one with uh, both with Gone Home and with Tacoma, um, we have directed or or at least assisted to directing um, all the sessions. And we uh, the great thing about Tacoma is that because all of the scenes are so um, conversational and we wanted, we really wanted that, uh, I don't know how to say it. Um, we really wanted that verisimilitude in people's conversations where they could really be replying to each other in real time with exactly the right tone of voice that you would reply with. Mm-hmm. Um, and that stuff that, you know, those small subtleties are often lost in traditional video game VO recording process because often you record one character at a time in a booth alone and you can read lines to them but there will always be or you can replay lines if you're lucky if another character has already been recorded that they're responding to but there will always be a little bit of uh be a little bit of drift and we were adamant that we wanted the conversations to be as plausible and to have as much real life to them as we could have it uh have there be and so our voice director mike surics um came up with uh this whole um uh setup where we recorded all the characters ensemble in all together in one room and we had to mic them up on their foreheads because that was the least uh rustly part of their bodies and they all straight up walked around and did approximate um, actions that they would be doing in the scenes so that you could even get that little, those little bits of you're crouching down. So you're, you know, your body's a little compressed so you don't breathe as deeply and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Even stuff like that is present. And all of the conversations are just very, uh, they're very lifelike uh, and, and believable because all the actors just got to bounce directly off of one another. And we are so excited about that. <sighs> <laughs> it just feels like it's so, it's such a, um, uh, it's a, it's not an easy process, but gosh, is it worth it? It's just, uh, you get so much from the actors. That's great. I just have two more questions for you. Mm-hmm. Um, the second to last question, uh, when Gone Home came out, um, a lot of people questioned is gone home a game a lot of people mm-hmm. called it the a quote unquote walking simulator and your co-founder steve gainer gave a talk about this a few years ago on the subject do you feel that people uh playing games have changed their tune about these quote unquote walking simulators since that argument first came out a few years ago hmm well it's hard to say what everyone is doing <laughs> um <laughs> but uh I mean, I definitely feel that we have seen more influence coming from walking simulators and they're like uh, spread out into 
more AAA games, also especially um, because you know back when Gone Home came out, there were there were only a few other big name similar things. There was Dear Esther, there was um, you know Amnesia and stuff that was you know kind of similar, and there were a few things here and there, but there weren't as many as there are now, and it is. At this point, finally, the bigger studios are looking at them and going, oh, actually, there's something cool in there. I see that, you know, there's more to look at. You can see that this is viable financially and uh, player interest wise. And so it is actually really cool to see some of that flavor be um, drawn into larger games nowadays. And so I think that... It's possible that elements, yeah, of of walking simulators are are getting more um, folded into other projects, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. It's really neat to be able um, to see that influence, like moving around and like entering the ecosystem of games. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Uh, so my last question before I let you go, um, you're either getting close to wrapping Tacoma or you may have already wrapped production on Tacoma. I'm not exactly sure. Um, very close. But I want to ask you personally, as production winds down, um, what do you plan on reading or watching or playing uh, before you jump onto your next project? Oh, man, that's a good question. Um, I just this is... Um, this is a uh, kind of funny, but last night I just found out that YouTube has a channel on it called, I think it's the Korean film archive mm-hmm. and they have like dozens of Korean films and they're subtitled and everything. And I'm going to go through those suckers. <laughs> I think that is extremely cool to be able to, to have, um, Let's see what else. What else do I super need to look at? I need to catch up with a lot of movies in general. I haven't been getting out to the theaters as much as I would like to. I need to see. I need to see Get Out. I need to see Moonlight. I need to see. I haven't even seen Carol yet. I need to see that. Really? Um, yeah, it's so awful. I need. I really need to look at that. <laughs> um, let's see what. What all else? Games, let's see, games-wise, um, I haven't finished Prey yet because I am history's greatest monster. Uh, <laughs> and I need to, I really need to finish that because I really love playing it and I just had to put it down because of uh, our video game. Um, and you finish that. I haven't, let's see, what do I super need to get to? There is always so much. <laughs> I should just like open my Steam library. <laughs> just be like, oh my god, all of this. Um, there's always so much. Yeah, mine's just as bad. I just played through Braid for the first time ever mm. last week. Amazing. Um, so I can tell you What'd that. What do you think? Um, I can t- definitely see why the game was influential at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just really bad at video games. Like I'm bad at them. Oh I God, love them so easy. much. It's not easy. So that was my only complaint. But that's that's just a, it's a me problem. <laughs> no, yeah, I felt the same. I mean, like I'm, I've never been any good at at platformers specifically, and so just like precision jumping and stuff like that is just like, oh, I can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's too hard. Um, yeah. Oh, I need to play. Uh, let's see. I'm looking. I am straight up looking at my Steam library right now. <laughs> I need to get to the Sexy Brutal. I've heard that's interesting, and I need to need to play that. Um, and let's see. I never got to play Anarchute. <laughs> I don't know Anarchute. 
It is some kind of, um, it's like, I think, I'm not totally certain, but I think it is like anarchist mobs of cute animals that you like deploy in areas and, you know, wreck things in a game way. <laughs> it sounds really awesome. And I bought it because I thought it was looked important and I haven't even gotten to it. Um, yeah, what the heck? Uh, I've also I've also totally determined that um, I'm gonna run a, a Skype D and D game as soon as we're done with this game with some friends. It's gonna be good. <laughs> yeah, as someone that just listened to friends at the, ta- at the table for the first time, um, I I can definitely. I'm sure that's going to be a great time. Carla, I want to thank you for your time today. Um, Tacoma comes out August 2nd, as we mentioned, on Xbox One, Windows, Mac OS, and Linux. Um, thanks so much for the time. Thank you for having me. It was super fun. And that's it. That was our very special interview with Carla Zamonja, one of the co-founders at The Fulbright Company. If you like what you heard, rate us on iTunes. You can find all things Left Behind Game Club at leftbehindgame.club or you can follow us on Twitter at leftbehindclub. I'm your host, Jacob McCourt, at Jacob McCourt on pretty much everything. Uh, Thanks for listening. 